0: Yeah, so I think resilience is less about being really tough or strong outwardly, but more kind of letting yourself feel the emotions or the frustration that come along with rejection and the job search and all of those things and being able to bounce back and learn from maybe, you know, maybe you had a bad interview or something instead of kind of beating yourself up, like thinking, okay, what did I do wrong? What can I improve
1: upon? And, and moving forward from there. everyone. It's Marcy Bullock. Welcome back to season three of Wolfpack Career Chats. The anchor season. A, ambition. N, networking. C, compassion. H, health, both mental and physical. O, organization. And R, resilient. Enjoy the pod. This is Marcy Bullock with Wolfpack Career Chats. And today from Boston, we have Kelly Cullman. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Marcy. Thank you so much for having me. We're delighted to get a chance to chat. It's been a little while since you took my class and now you're you're out being an adult. It feels like a blink. Tell our listeners a little bit about your journey from undergrad to today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I graduated from NC State proudly in 2018. Um, I know Marcy through her graduate transitions class, which I'm sure we'll speak a little bit more about later in the podcast, but I cannot say enough wonderful things about that class. It gave me a lot of the skills that um I think helped me in my career now and and will in the future. Um, But I am a communications professional. I've worked in a variety of industries. I would say the common thread is storytelling and creativity. Right now, I'm a digital media and writing associate with uh, Boston University School of Public Health. And I support the marketing communications team there, um, helping to promote the school uh, as a leader in higher education and public health research. But I was previously with Disney supporting internal communications and public affairs. uh, And that's where I went right after I graduated. So I got an internship there and stayed on full time for another year or so before moving up to Boston.
1: So yes, you have moved up north and we're we're glad to, to have the chance to virtually get you back here in North Carolina, maybe in person soon. Let's hear a little bit more about this passion you have for storytelling. That's fascinating. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think it lines up pretty well with my love for Disney. So growing up, uh my family was a big Disney family, you know, we would go to the parks, and I loved all the movies and everything. And I think that's kind of where I found myself interested in communication, because so much of that is telling stories. And I think um through other jobs, I've seen how you can do that, uh, not just through movies and theme parks, but really for any type of company, any organization. So um, I worked as a marketing coordinator for a tech organization uh, as an internship in college. And when I did that, that was even telling the story of the technology organization. So the apps that they were building and the cool things that they were working on, uh, there were a lot of components for storytelling there. And right now with the School of Public Health, it's a lot more um serious topics, but very important topics telling the story of research that's being done at the school and those types of things.
1: Very interesting. And what you're doing now with telling the stories of research going on in public health, clearly that has a big impact on lives and can even save lives. Did you imagine you'd be doing this when you were an undergrad back there when you were taking that class you mentioned?
0: No, I don't think so. I think as an undergrad, I felt very unsure, but also open-minded to the types of organizations that I would want to work for. Um, But I think for me personally, what got me interested in public health was the COVID-19 pandemic. And I don't even think I knew too much about the field before the pandemic. So I think that kind of opened up my mind to to those types of opportunities.
1: What is it like a person from the South as you are moving to a whole new city? You hear about how it can be really intimidating and making friends and just transitioning to the working world. What, What was that like for you? Um, Well, I definitely agree that it was intimidating.
0: Um, Particularly during a pandemic, it's kind of harder to get started and and make friends and find your spot when it's not necessarily safe to be moving out and about. Um, But yeah, I think it was helpful to start where I knew at least someone. So I moved to be closer to my sister. And I kind of had her as a starting point. So I think that's a really big thing is at least having maybe like one person that, you know, or even if you don't just doing your best to be involved in. um Like for me, I was unemployed when I moved here. So I started working as a barista and I was kind of growing my network that way. So just kind of uh seeking out
1: opportunities where you can and where it's possible. I hear you. And starting off without a career-related job, that can be really challenging. How did you keep your positivity and motivation going when you were thinking, here I am working at a restaurant and I have this degree? Yeah.
0: So um, that also was a little bit of a struggle and and difficult in its own ways. But for me, I found the best thing to do was to choose something that is at least interesting to you. So For me, I love coffee. I love going to coffee shops. So it was kind of almost like an easy, an easy solution. Like I knew it's an environment that I was happy in. So maybe someone who's interested in fashion or clothes, like you would um, look for a job in retail or something like that. And I just kind of got into it. I was kind of bored being at home all day anyway. So it actually brought a lot of joy for me to to go out and make coffee and, and made friends with people that were around me. And I looked for other opportunities to to work on skills. So I, I'm into like hand lettering illustration. So I was asking my manager if I could hand letter the signs in the store. Cause that was just like one more thing that was exciting to
1: me. So you just took on extra challenges and how did this opportunity come about? Was it an advertised listing somewhere that you saw or was it through the network? Um, at the coffee shop, you mean, or the job that I'm doing now? The the current job you have at, at Boston
0: yeah so that was actually a LinkedIn posting. I don't think I had any sort of connection or um into the job. It was a LinkedIn posting.
1: Good for you. We always tell people to use LinkedIn and so you you went ahead and just applied like all these other people through the internet and then something must have stood out. What do you think it was?
0: I think the cover letters
1: stand out. I don't know if it's
0: true necessarily for every single company or organization, but I think if you create a cover letter that's really tailored to that specific job and show why you care about that company or that university. I think that does really stand out to the hiring manager.
1: I'm glad to hear that. I agree with you. I think there's a pretty good number of employers that read them. So it gives you a bit of an edge. And what about the whole hiring process? Can you give any tips to people about to graduate as far as what that process was like with interviews and such? Yeah, I
0: think something that is a little bit tedious and maybe not the answer everyone wants to hear is tailoring your resume to each job that you apply for and also being extremely organized. So anytime you apply for a job, make sure you've saved the job description and saved it on your computer along with the resume that you used to apply. So that should you get an interview, you know exactly what you're interviewing for. You can prepare the types of answers that might be helpful. Um But yeah, I definitely think organization is, is key. And it's, it's like the tedious,
1: not glamorous answer, but it's true. It's so true. And I, I've had the same thing happen where you get called back for something and you think, wait, what, which one was that? And what were the job announcement qualifications? So that's a really important point. So you mentioned the career transitions class um, where we met. What were some of the takeaways you used from that class that are informing you as a professional today?
0: Oh, so many things. Um, I think one of the biggest things is the importance of networking and relationship building, I think the word networking is kind of scary, especially when you're in college or you're younger, and you're not really sure how much you have to bring to the table with your skill sets. Um, But I just like something that really stands out to me was the way that you made it seem much more like building a relationship and something that's mutually beneficial rather than like, asking someone for a job or something like that. But knowing that you do have value to provide other people uh, when you're building relationships and, and getting to know people in industries that you might be interested in.
1: I'm glad you remembered that, Kelly. And we even have a new resource since you graduated a couple years ago, which is called Ask the Pack, which will link up to our show today. And this is all. Hundreds and thousands of alumni from NC State who can give advice to current students. So it's another level where they use artificial intelligence to match your question and your career goals with the right person who's out there doing that kind of work. So I'm glad you are reinforcing how important it was. Any tips? yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Any tips for people maybe that aren't super outgoing or I guess confident with their social skills on how to start these conversations and build these relationships? Would you say you're an extrovert?
0: Um, I would say that this actually is something that I struggle a little bit with myself. I'm fairly introverted and tend to be more cautious when approaching those types of conversations. Um, but something that I don't even know if I can give it as a tip, but something that I'm trying to work on personally. Is building up more of a social media presence because it kind of gives you like something to fall back on as credibility. So say you're not as confident approaching people, but you're building up your LinkedIn and you have a really strong bio or you have really strong, maybe like a blog post or, or something in the industry so that if somebody looks you up, they can see and it's, you've taken the time to kind of craft it behind the scenes and it's not necessarily so much like asking for something or putting yourself out there, but you're just kind of letting that content Live and if people want to see it, it gives you credibility. Um, so I want to get better with that posting on LinkedIn and
1: and building up more of like an online presence. Absolutely. Well, when this podcast airs, you can link up to it on your LinkedIn. So <laughs> that's true. Thank you. <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you something there. So resilience. Let's dive into that a little bit. What does that mean to you, and how has it played out in your life?
0: Yeah. So I think resilience is less about being really tough or strong outwardly, but more kind of letting yourself feel the emotions or the frustration that come along with rejection and the job search and all of those things and being able to bounce back and learn from maybe, you know, maybe you had a bad interview or something instead of kind of beating yourself up, like, thinking, Okay, what did I do wrong? What can I improve upon? And, and moving forward from there?
1: I think, that's very challenging to do, feeling those emotions of rejection, because it's such a gut punch when someone tells you, you were not worthy. And we tend to be our worst critics. And how do you stay moving forward and motivated when that's happening? Can you tell us a little story about your life? Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to share that.
0: um, I actually did have a COVID related job layoff back at the end of 2020. I'm like getting my years all mixed up now. Um, and was unemployed and then underemployed for close to a year and went through quite a few job interview cycles where, you know, I would think the job was close to working out. Um, and then it didn't. And I think that the thing to do there, I mean, there are so many directions I can go in for advice of, of staying positive, but, um, Again, like feeling it all out, feeling the sadness of rejection, it is a gut punch. Um, surrounding yourself with people who are going through the same thing was really helpful to me. So um, not fortunately, sadly, a lot of my fellow coworkers um had the same exact situation where they were laid off. So keeping in touch with them and, and asking them for tips of like, oh, like, how did you say this on your resume? Or like, what other types of jobs are you lo- you looking at and keeping in very close touch with them? was really helpful to me because we were all kind of going through the same exact thing. Um, And then celebrating their wins as they came in, it was kind of like, you know, one by one people that I knew who had gotten laid off were getting new opportunities and it was really exciting. And of course it is hard to sit back when it hasn't happened to you yet. Um, But celebrating their wins with them is huge.
1: A support system is so important through any kind of struggle. And like you said, mixing up your years, I feel like we've all done that. It's like, what, what was, a pandemic ago versus today, it's a big blur. And yeah. so you had a lot of people you related to, you surrounded yourself with them. And that success was a little contagious. So you all pushed yourself. And I want to tell you a little bit more about this um, thought of feeling your emotions through my life too, because I have gone through it as well, as far as not getting picked for something and beating myself up and thinking, well, what did I do wrong? And And then I started to switch the conversation to, well, where is the right fit for me? Does that help you at all? And how did this one finally come together? Do you think it was meant to be?
0: Oh, I totally
1: do. I believe
0: that. And it's funny because over the last year or two, there were so many rejections that like really hurt and I would think, wow, just this job would have been perfect. It would have been great. And, and now that I, I am where I am, I kind of look back and I'm like, wow, I, I'm really glad those other ones didn't work out because I'm extra excited about the opportunity that I have now. And I'm sure that showed in interviews, right? Like when you're kind of faking it or, or forcing yourself to be excited about a job, I think it shows maybe in ways that you don't even realize. Um, And then for the job that I have now, I'm sure they could see the enthusiasm that I had for the role. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's the one that I ended up getting.
1: It's not exactly. I think those kinds of energies can be felt and, and then the right fit comes through. But when you're going through it, it doesn't make it any easier when those no's are going over and over again. And that's so wise, Kelly, to say, feel the emotions, just don't try to say oh I've got to be rosy and and see the glass is half full and I'm so happy I should be so grateful and lucky I mean because sometimes we don't feel happy yeah
0: oh yeah I have played the sad music I journaled my feelings I did all of it and I still do but (laughs) especially then
1: yeah, I'm the same way and I'm I'm glad to hear that being shared from the standpoint of just letting yourself experience it and going through the feelings And then just deciding when you're ready to take your hand off the hot stove. I'm using a little bit of a a quote from a book that I recently read called Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin, And it's basically that idea that um, how long do you want to be in that feeling? And you get to decide when it's time to move on. Absolutely. Yeah, I think people say um, what you
0: resist persists. So if you don't let yourself feel the sadness, it might linger a little bit longer
1: than it needs to wise, wise comment about resistance. We have gone through a lot. Is there anything else you want to say about bouncing back? Any other thoughts you have on that comment? Oh,
0: yes. This is a piece of advice that I I wanted to bring up. And it's something that really helped me was getting really specific about what's important to you and what you're struggling with. So especially with the struggling with one, when I was struggling to get a job, I had to think, okay, what part what part's not working? Am I not getting the interviews? Am I not getting the job after the interview? And at the beginning, it was I'm not even getting interviews. So the question that I had to ask was, okay, what's wrong with my resume? What's wrong with my cover letter? Do I am I not building relationships? And the more specific you can get about what's not working, um, the better people can help you.
1: And you reached out for help to me, which I appreciated, and I'm glad to uh, mention that to our listeners that alumni do have the ability to get help, and we even have an alumni career counselor for NC State. When you join the alumni society, Anna Valencia is wonderful, so that is a great resource to have, and just not to be afraid to ask for help.
0: Yes, people do want to help, and um, I'm so thankful to you for helping me. And I remember. When I had reached out to you, I I had gotten the I'd gotten past the interview problem, but I wasn't able to secure the job after getting the interview. And I remember that's what we went over. And pretty shortly after that, actually, I got the offer for the job I have now. So
1: it all worked out. Good news, good news. All right, we're going to get in our time machine now, Kelly, and we're going to move two decades into the future with your older, wiser self. What advice would she give to you today in 2021? What do you need to hear?
0: Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, I hope she has a lot of dogs and is just living like a calm, happy life. (laughs) Uh, That's what I wish for her. But yeah, hopefully, she's much wiser than than 2021 Kelly (laughs) Uh um but I like to think that the advice she might give me would be to just slow down and that life does not begin once you have all of the accomplishments and all of your skills perfected um it's all happening right now and even though there might be some struggles still um this is all very important too and take everything in now um I think I think that's the advice I would give myself
1: Amazing. I needed to hear that today too. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you so much. This was wonderful.